This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives here and the other person who is on this podcast. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. How are you this week? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean for that to be the answer, um, but it fits. I'm... I think like many weeks, I'm have, having my ups, having my downs. This morning, I'm doing well, all things considered. All things considered. Yeah, I think that maybe uh, somebody, not not us, because we got enough podcast stuff going on in this household. Uh, somebody should start a podcast just called How Are You? And then just an hour of people trying to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but really, I mean, when you weigh things, when, uh, you know, actually, it's, you know, given all totally understandable. I think it's the honest way to answer, how are you? Uh, I'm excited to be talking about the topic that we're talking about this uh, week. We've been doing lots of different kinds of obsessions, and this week is something that we think that you're obsessed with, but we're not sure, so this is back to being an investigation episode to determine <laughs> whether or not you are actually obsessed. Yeah. I, for sure, am not obsessed. Uh, the topic is yoga. Yes, it is. Yeah. So uh, do you have any yoga caveats before we <laughs> jump into the discussion? You know, we like our caveats. We so sure do. I, I, yes, of course I have caveats. Um, I do not claim to know lots about yoga <laughs> or to, you know, yeah, that that actually covers it. Like okay. this is about my experience with yoga, not about um you know, me knowing the most about yoga. Right, right. And I think you you and I have really fallen into having that uh, clarification. Sometimes I think it's very, very important. And other times it's a blanket clarification for Obsessed. (laughs) Uh, Every episode is about the the specific person's uh, obsession and not a claim to be being the world's expert. But I think that's really good uh, to caveat away. So I want to start with the biggest of big pictures. Imagine that aliens landed. What would be your super basic definition of what yoga is? is yes so yoga is um of (laughs) you just do these because i come up with the best answers that don't actually describe what the thing is i entirely understand that you are looking for the best way that you want to say it but your particular way of stretching (laughs) words out sounds like you're that yoga is actually something horrible and you're trying to find a way to not say something horrifically offensive to the aliens well i mean i don't want to offend the aliens well, you, what they're gonna do you don't but you're you're i think you're making the aliens nervous when you're like well yoga is uh, um. so there are many parts of yoga but one of the parts of yoga which is probably what we'll be talking about the most today and is how i think most um most people know it is it's a series of movements and poses uh, that people do for a variety of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so if I was the alien, imagine I could speak lang- uh, English language, uh, your language, uh, I would probably follow up with like, what are some of the main purposes to do these movements and poses. Mm-hmm. So it's for, it's a, it's a wonderful question. Good job. Well Thank done, you, alien. Says the alien. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All three eyes are Googling. <laughs> so there are uh, set poses, asanas, that are done. And um, it's both a way of um, movement, of finding 
grounding. There's there's a lot of spiritual aspects to it that some people really get into. Some people really don't and just treat it as um, kind of a, a physical um, exercise thing. Thing. That's the word <laughs> I use for the aliens. Um, and it's also uh, can be a meditative experience. A lot of it is really about getting in touch with your breath okay. as well as with your um, your body at the same time. Okay. And then Getting in my closer. mind, yeah, you and the aliens, uh, you're high on a hill mm-hmm. and uh, the the sun, it's the golden hour. Yeah. And then you start uh, teaching the aliens to do yoga. Sounds and great. Their bodies bend in surprising ways. So it's yeah. very, very interesting. Yeah, that'll be really fun. <laughs> I look but forward to it. Then they're very calm to learn about the next thing they're going to learn about. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the aliens know what they need to know. So let's uh, dive in. For yourself, where and when and how did your yoga journey begin? Yeah. So, I mean, yoga is something that I don't remember when I first heard about it. I, you know, kind of probably heard about it as something that like, you know, oh, hippies out in California were doing <laughs> or something like that. All that surfing and uh, yoga. Yeah, no. Beach Boys have a lot of songs about yoga, right? Pretty much, yeah. 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 But for myself actually doing yoga, when I was um, in undergrad at university, I studied about abroad at the University of Edinburgh and uh, stayed for the summer and came across a like intro to yoga class in the park. And I convinced my flatmate that she should come with me. I don't think she needed a lot of convincing. I was like, hey, I want to do this kind of thing. She's like, cool, let's go. <laughs> so we went to this like super intro basic. Um, here's what a sun salutation is. Like this is for people who've never done yoga before um, in a park in Edinburgh. And that was my first time doing yoga. And so you had, you're already very much in touch with it. I would imagine many of the general ideas being a dancer and being in touch with your body was this initial uh, discovery of yoga or personal experience of yoga in a park at Edinburgh, was it revelatory? Was it different? Or did it feel like you were getting some of the same sort of things out of it that you, you had from dance? Um, it felt totally different. Okay. Yeah. And I think, and even then, like, I enjoyed that. And honestly, the sun salutation, um, I mean, it's there's some variations of sun salutations, which is a series of poses, but the um, the series that I learned there, I still do frequently to wow. this day. So like it made a big that like that lives large in my mind because of the impact it's had since then. Yeah. Um. And then I tend to a lot of yoga. And I mean, I had grown up doing both ballet and modern, so it wasn't the whole like what I can't turn my feet in thing, because uh, I was already doing that with modern dance. But yoga, especially at that point, because I hadn't done it, I had done so many years of dance and I knew a lot of other people, both um, colleagues and students, but also some of my teachers um, and choreographers that I would work with who were dancers who also had this like, "Ah, okay, so yoga, like everybody around us is doing yoga, we should try it. Um, But it was a little bit of a, a shift because it is a different approach to using the body. And now to me, they flow very nicely together. But at that point, it felt um, like my body was being told to do things it did not know how to do. Oh, really? Like actually just the the literal poses were like stretching or emphasizing different uh, muscles, different parts of the body? Yeah, yeah. And just different, different emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it I could do more easily because... I am naturally a, a flexible person as well as, you know, being a dancer also helps with that. But it's just how I'm built. Um, many, many years later, I 
was uh, communicating on social media with that flatmate. Oh, wow. And uh, she had also never done yoga. And I think she had posted something about that she still does yoga. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that first class we went to. And she's like, yeah. I learned never go to a yoga class with a dancer, Sarah. <laughs> and I was like, I could do the stretches. I couldn't do any of the like strength or balance poses. Couldn't do that. I but I could bend. Yeah. So coming to it that first time. Uh, so there's obviously just like we're saying the, the the focus on your body of some of the poses were a little bit more intuitive or easier, and some of them were harder because you hadn't focused on that in dance. Mm-hmm. But was there a I don't know a philosophical level of difference that dance um while it is absolutely an art and something you could do alone in your home or a ballet studio it's a little bit goal oriented i in that you are for ballet you are learning all of the steps to being to performing ballet right Mm -hmm. you're eventually going to do these to get into a school or to perform them for someone and modern dance might be the same way that you're eventually going to perform that for someone. So there is a sort of, um, I know that I know it's not all of what dance is, but it can be seen as goal oriented. Eventually, you're going to share this. Mm-hmm. And yoga is for yourself, right? You're not going to, it's, you're not like learn the sun salutation so you can do <laughs> that phrase to this, you know, song. Right, right. And I, I very much, especially at that point, was, I mean, I'll just caveat that dance for a lot of people is about going to dance class and that's all it is okay and so i want to uh acknowledge that and caveat that because i feel like that's very true um for a lot of people who experience dance especially as adults but even for for kids um but yeah no it's absolutely there's no it is very much for yourself it is a focus inward to be able to balance yourself within the outer world yeah (laughs) yeah no and so maybe that's part of it honestly is that like could i i think that was hard um not necessarily that first time but kind of as i started to do more yoga of okay how do i do this and i just um i breathe and i try to do the poses and i'm often mad at myself if I can't quite do them because I feel like I should be able to and like how do I deal with this mental uh gymnastics because I'm so used to yeah to the kind of the the dance class approach and this is a different approach yeah so did you feel that difference and I I totally hear what you're saying that many people just enjoy dance for dance and enjoy dance for dance class and enjoy it for getting in touch with their body or their soul and on all that stuff but I guess knowing your life in history yeah you were being very performative with dance you were there yes. was, when you were learning things, it was to then go perform them. So yes. for yourself, mm-hmm. in that period of your life, it was for a goal. In that moment, in that Edinburgh Park, did you feel the difference? Did that Was that powerful to you? Or had you not sort of thought about it or processed it that way yet? I didn't process it in that way. It was, <laughs> um, I mean, it made an impact on me, the, the experience of it. Mm-hmm. And figuring out what that was and just, you know, kind of... Um, how it matched up with some of the other things that I was doing that summer. But it was, you know, I was also in the middle of performing musical theater and performing with two other dance groups that summer. So I had lots of performance going on. And uh, so I think to me, it was much more the like, oh, that's what yoga is. And some parts of it are hard, but some parts of it felt really good. And this is an interesting way to kind of warm up the body yeah um, and kind of say hello to yourself 
<laughs> I'm laughing, but I actually think that's really great. Yeah, because it, it does seem like, at least the way you have experienced it, the way you're describing it, it is getting in touch with your own body for the sake of getting in touch with your own body. And Yeah, yeah. And that's very much how I use it now. I don't know that I would have put it in that many words at that time. I probably yeah. would have been like, yeah, I went to yoga class. It was really cool. Some of it was really hard. I have no balance. I can touch my toes. Woo! Um, but... It clearly stuck with me because I have such strong memories, not only of the class, um, but also of the, at least some of the series of poses that we did. Yeah. So oh, did you continue with it right away? Did you go back to the park? Did you like try to memorize and do this on salutation on your own? Or was that like an immediate love affair with yoga that started then? Or was it sort of spotty? It, I definitely spotty. Okay. I mean, I think I certainly did, did it some after that, but definitely spotty okay so when did it become something that is a little bit more a part of your day-to-day or close to -to day-to-day so i would say in terms of so i do some version i try to i'm happiest on the days when i do some (laughs) version of a sun salutation in the morning or some sort of stretching but it's often some sort of sun salutation which is a series of um you know for me series of about five different poses that you know starts with standing grounding kind of taking sense of your feet all of that and then kind of warming up your body and i i probably didn't start to consistently do that until i was in my 30s okay okay wow like i did it fairly often but also part of it i think was before that i was dancing a lot right and so like i would touch my toes in the morning like but i <laughs> Come on, uh, or like just like wriggle around my shoulders because they were sore from rehearsal the night before or something yeah. like that but I think it was um probably a a reaction to um I mean one thing honestly is having space yeah so um I you can't I was salute living, the sun if you have no room to salute it right yeah like I didn't I was living in places where I felt like I had enough space like I you could touch your toes but not necessarily do many poses um so having space as I had jobs that were less um, physical, you know, like I had worked as a tour guide for a long time, so I was walking a lot, although honestly that required it too, but, and dancing less, I think I just, sitting more needed more, um, a way to kind of connect with my body more regularly. Yeah, yeah. And was it a real conscious choice or did you just start doing it? And now I feel bad because I thought we were going to be talking about earlier in your life and I'm realizing, well, I should have the answers to these (laughs) because I was around in these uh, periods of time. I mean, honestly, I probably did it semi-frequently before that, but not necessarily. Um, I th- To answer your first question, I think I kept doing it because I was like, oh, yeah, this feels better and I should be able to make time for this in the morning. Yeah. Like, I can do this while the water's boiling. This is a thing I can do and make time for. Um, and I think, uh, I think I'd certainly done it before that, but not necessarily as... Um, intentionally yeah yeah okay uh and the sun salutation mm-hmm. i have seen you do many times i think i have tried to do it with you probably at least once I, I, there are many parts of it i can't do i am not naturally flexible and i'm uh, horribly out of shape so uh for you obviously it's it's physical it's there is an element of spiritual of getting touch in, in touch with your body but to me uh from a like writerly thematic perspective the fact that it's called sun salutation mm-hmm has this uh, power of this is a calm and meaningful way to start the day. Mm-hmm. It, does it have that power to you that it's not just the the physicality, 
but that you're doing this in the morning and you are greeting the baby new day? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, very much so. Um, and a little bit of that is kind of how I approach like the morning of I just sometimes feel like there should be a moment of awareness and okay, this is where my feet are at today. Okay, this is where the air outside is at today. This is how we're all going to come together. I mean, that said, I was doing yoga yesterday evening and I was doing sun salutations as part of it. It doesn't need to be morning. Right. Um, and it's you not can like, salute oh. the sun when it's not there. Yeah, exactly. You could do sun salutations at night. Yeah. I do not get up at dawn. And so I do not do them when the sun is rising. <laughs> so it's not. Um, but to me, there is an element of of both of that of kind of greeting my my body for the day um for me a lot of it also is just kind of about the breath and finding that connection yeah but it is also about figuring out the connection with the world and i will say that that is like whatever i do in the morning whether it's a sun salutation um if i'm just like doing some stretching kind of more dance-based stretching that's a little bit more just about my body but it still has a little bit of like okay this is how we're like it's you know it's Tuesday or whatever day it is, and this is how we're going to be doing today. And oh, there's a little crick there, and we're going to try to work that out. And oh, I can't really get a deep breath today, so let's work on that. And, okay. So it really is a f- sort of a physical tune-up, but also a sort of uh, spiritual check-in. On the best days, yes. Yeah. So like, and in, in, in you're not using lots of specifics, which I understand, and I'm not pressing for, but, the, but I want to understand, like, uh, when you're saying, like, it's a Tuesday. This is how it's going to be. For you, is that really like a um, very metaphysical, just sort of trying to get in tune with the universe, with the flow of energy that you sense in yourself, that you sense in the world, that you sense on the internet, on the air? What <laughs> what are you? What do you feel like you're trying to get in tune with? And I don't mean that in any sort of doubting way. Yeah, honestly, I think for myself, it is. The getting in tune with is very much with myself. Okay. Um, uh, for example, as we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, I had abdominal surgery, not major, uh, laparoscopic, but still couldn't do yoga for a, like, that was honestly one of my um, tests to when I was feeling myself was when I could do yoga, which, you know, <laughs> was in the last week or so. Yeah. Uh, but in the interim, I would try every once in a while to... Like, oh, can I just kind of touch my toes? And I couldn't, or my hamstrings would be really tight, like in a way that they're not usually. Yeah. So it was a good way to just truly touch base with myself. Um, And just with, you know, in terms of the world around me, I like like to try to remember to breathe and get outside of myself Mm -hmm. and check in with the world. And by that, I just kind of mean with not necessarily the... The news or the <laughs> social media that just I just kind of mean like okay, here's here's today's air, here's today's sun, okay. but not that consciously. Yeah. But for me, it is a way to kind of at least you know like honestly, I do sun salutations very often here since we've lived in this apartment in Los Angeles, um, because I can look out at the sun. We've got a nice big uh, window, you know if the. Um, glass doors open in the morning there's some nice fresh air coming in so it feels very much like a good um, kind of more in tune with nature way to greet the sun than you know 
when I'm really, really cold because it's 10 degrees below outside. <laughs> Minnesota. I didn't do as many then. Probably should have because it would have worn me out, but I was yeah. too cold. <laughs> it is harder to greet the, the sun when you cannot feel any of the warmth of the sun. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. No, that makes uh, perfect sense that you are getting in tune with the sort of consistency of yourself in the universe and maybe away from some of the noise and the stress and the micro focuses that life will demand and getting much more in tune with that sort of a larger sense of there's that whole big uh, universe out there and you are a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, um, it's like a balancing. It's like a tuning. It's like, you know, you, you tune your instrument <laughs> and you're like, Oh, okay. The G string wants to go a little bit. It's a, you know, go off of, you know, out of key a little bit today. Um, and so I feel, I think it's a little bit of me kind of on the days when I do it, when it's the best, it is me coming and, getting in tune with myself yeah that makes a ton of sense um so in many ways obviously yoga is something that is personal have you had yoga buddies either people that you've liked to do yoga with go to classes with or just talk to about yoga is having a yoga buddy a thing for you um not really but i have i have a lot of friends that i know also do yoga and to me it's not about necessarily like going to yoga class together or going to the same these days online yoga class but knowing that I have other that I have friends who have their own individual experiences and journeys with yoga I like like that level of connection Mm. um it's a different sort of connection but I would say that's very important to me um but it's not like I can only go to yoga if I have a buddy with me yeah do you have do you enjoy conversations with about it then if to to hear if people have similar or different experiences from you with their uh, individual yoga journey what do you get out of those conversations Um honestly I don't know that I've had a lot of conversations about like what we get out of yoga it's more just kind of like yeah you know I wasn't quite feeling it and had to go to yoga yesterday and now I feel much better and it's like I totally get that Okay <laughs> like it's kind of that level of conversation or seeing like oh you know really thinking back on this time when I was doing like there's so many especially with online like 30-day yoga and you know right now it's uh september national yoga month so a lot of places have put out their like yoga is for everybody and and i do want to say because you were saying earlier that you're not you don't have to be flexible to do yoga we will uh, it's for everybody we will i i I want to talk to you about uh (laughs) my relationship with your relationship (laughs) with my relationship (laughs) with yoga we will get to that for sure okay but yes, that's um, but a really yes, great thing my... to put out there. Yes. yes, it is not for people who are already in amazing physical shape. Absolutely not. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. That is a great message. Um, you mentioned online uh, like videos, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do yoga to uh, a video, right? With an mm-hmm. instructor, right? What is that process like? How does that change the the experience of yoga? Yeah, so I I had kind of put it off for a while because I just wasn't so sure about it because that's just my approach. Um, and well, I kind of well, wanted let, the, let me put well, a pin let, in that. I want I'm, I'm curious. Can, can I just ask a follow up? Yeah. Why, just from a starting point, mm-hmm. why were you unsure about it? Because I, um, you know, so much of yoga can be about alignment and are you doing the poses correctly? And I think part of it is like, I still have that same trepidation about online dance classes okay. is, wanting to make sure for myself as the doer that I'm doing them correctly and not accidentally doing something that might injure myself. Got it. And I would have that feeling as a teacher of wanting to figure out, like, how can I make sure I'm teaching this well, giving the students the tools that they 
need and not accidentally causing somebody to injure themselves when they're not in that in-person um, relationship. Right. Because if you're doing this on salutation the wrong way, you can do like... Uh, you can what would happen to you like if i did a bad sun salutation for 10 years what would happen to my body <laughs> i mean there's hopefully you would notice it before 10 years uh <laughs> I, I don't know if i would sun salutations in particular can be really rough on the wrists so if you're not um using your wrists and not stretching them another way like there's ways to really like kind of put all of your weight into your wrists which okay. is not what you're supposed to do um or just things as simple as you know like a lot of yoga poses have um, a lunge element to them. And if you have your knee in front of your ankle or if your back knee isn't supported um, by the muscles around it, it like knee injuries are an easy thing to accidentally do. Okay, great. Okay, thank you for backing up for, for why you had trepidation going in. Yeah, but now, yeah, yeah. But uh, so you had trepidation going in and then you moved forward with the online video. I did. So um, many people I'm sure have heard of the YouTube channel Yoga with Adrian. And I had heard about it um, from a few different friends, I think mainly on social media. It was after we lived here um, and there are friends who did not live here, but would post about like, oh, so excited to do, you know, like another blah, blah, blah month with Yoga with Adrian. And so it's like, eventually it's like, oh, okay, well, if I want to try something online, this seems to be her thing. Let me try it. And then I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I understand why so many people are such big fans. Um, and different people have different things for what they want out of yoga. And she has a very um, calm approach of very much a you come as you and take what you need out of this practice approach, Got it. which is the approach that I like. A lot of other people are like, I want this to be a workout. And if I'm not, you know, like sweating nonstop, you know, or I want this to be very meditative or I only do hot load yoga, so I can't do it at home. And, you know, like there's so many things we can talk about that okay. more in a moment. But for me, um, the Yoga with Adrian videos just kind of they fit, they met that need. And she's been doing this for years. Um, and and it's very there's such a wide variety of videos. So like a lot of times I'm like, OK, I've got 15 minutes. I really need to find need to find something so I could find a quick video or things for like, oh, I've been sitting too much. My neck is really stiff i'll find something but she also does these thematic months like um i can't remember if this is this month or a previous month like courage is the theme Ooh. and then she goes and she takes um videos that she's done before it's not like it's 30 new videos um but there's kind of, but sometimes they're more connected with the theme or not but then it's uh it's just and it's a really from the very very little that i've dabbled um a very full and interesting community as well Okay. Do you ever look at the YouTube comments? Is is there a yoga pose that's a look at the comments? <laughs> I had, I don't think I ever have looked at the comments. <laughs> okay. No. But you said when you say there's a community, you mean like online then? Yeah. So she also has a whole. So there's a whole like website, and I have because I have friends who've been part of this community. Um, she also it's. I'm not entirely sure how they're connected, um, but runs we'll call it a community called Find What Feels Good. Got it. Um, and like last summer, I think it was, she was, um, she did a big yoga event at Red Rock Amphitheater um, okay. in Colorado. And I have a friend who went there and, you know, I haven't actually talked to her about it, but I've seen her social media posts, almost <laughs> the same. Um, and, but just kind of things like that. So I, I know that there is very much a community from because that's how I found out about it is from people posting about this community. Okay. I have so many follow-up questions. This is fascinating. <laughs> so when uh, Adrian of uh, Yoga with Adrian compiles a courage, 
Mm-hmm. What kinds of movements? Uh, how how do you determine what is courageous uh, forms of yoga? Is it about the mood, or is it about like I'm picturing like do are the yoga poses where you look uh, triumphant like a superhero? Like what is <laughs> what um, is courage in yoga? Yeah, so I don't I don't know kind of all of the behind the scenes. Um, it's her. I think she also does have a, a team, or at least some people who help her with all of the monthly um, compiling and. She'll do some new videos. She does some that are just for her kind of um, find what feel good community and some that are the free online videos. But it'll be, um, I mean, this is kind of a not as good of an example, but uh, we'll say May. I don't know. One of the months she did meditate. Okay. Or peace. But a lot of, I think it was peace, but a lot of the videos had more meditation in them than some of them do. Ah, okay. Or maybe, uh, I think it might have been the courage one, like, a lot of them were really focusing on breath and some of like the lunge poses and warrior poses. But within that, there'll Got also be it. like, you know, one video will be called yoga for artists. and But she will have chosen it for a reason. Okay. But she doesn't always give the reason or if she does, I've missed it. Right. For like, here's why this one is here. This video from three years ago. But it makes sense to you. That, yeah. And also it's kind of, um, even though I don't do all of the videos, I like the idea of the theme. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes um, we'll be like, oh, yeah, I do need to go back and maybe one of these, you know, yoga videos from the vulnerability month will be a good one for me. So <laughs> I'll go back and just like look through those to see if there's one that fits where I'm at for that day. And OK, what it's focusing on, how long it is, is usually a big thing for me. Yeah. OK. So um, we've talked about yoga. You, you one can have yoga buddies online or not, <laughs> uh, but yoga can also be a very personal thing. Uh, obviously, like sun salutations, you have those. You have the what works for you version of sun salutation memorized, and you just do those. What do you get out of literally being led by someone over the internet? Is it that you? Is it truly the, um, you, you know, being led through poses? Or l- let's imagine that you'd watched a video with Adrian so many times that you knew the poses mm-hmm. and you could do them. Would you still watch the video? Is there a power in just having a sort of leader guide you through them i think so i think there's it's that sense of community um and for me it's i mean there's so many yoga poses i do not remotely know all of them or even half of them and so it's kind of like i know what i would do if i like the seven poses i can think of (laughs) right but it's it's more about like okay and it's also um you know there's very much a, a method to it and so if you'll do certain types of poses, you'll often follow with a um, complementary pose. And so it's all of that. You know, it's, it's like any good class. You want, you have the teacher guiding you through all of the elements of what makes a good practice. Yeah. Okay. So, I, yeah, the, the actual physical, you know, you don't have it all memorized. It's a routine. The teacher is kind of uh, offering you something special and unique and maybe on a theme. How do you react emotionally to the actual guidance like is there a part of that where you enjoy listening to the voice or you said community enjoy feeling like you're doing this with someone even if it's over the internet and on a pre-recorded video like what what is that power of that relationship with the person to you yeah I mean I think there's absolutely a connection with the person um both online you know both hers definitely and other ones that I've done kind of as one-offs here or there and it is for me very much like is this 
is this a person that I want to keep doing their yoga videos? Like I've done something like, eh, it's not a match for me. Just yeah. like if you take a class and you're like, eh, that teacher isn't a fit for me. I'm going to find a different teacher. Um, so I feel like there is very much a sense of, of connection. And um, also for me, I find one of the reasons that I want to do a, a class rather than just doing it by myself is I'm more likely to keep going <laughs> if I do the class and it's like, you know, whether it's 20 minutes, 40 minutes, like if I'm doing it by myself and then my brain wanders off, I'm like, oh, I should really be, you know, <laughs> doing the dishes or it's time to eat or something like I'll, I'll leave. Okay. Where <laughs> I'll leave my practice. Whereas if I'm doing the video, unless something comes up, then I'm like, I've committed to this. I should do this unless something comes okay. up that I have to leave. Right. Or there's something that's just like, I can't do that. And so, I and mean, there's a lot of that within yoga in general because it is so much designed for people of different levels different abilities different, different time right different time but different um what i was gonna say is different um you know like if you have carpal tunnel there's certain poses you shouldn't do or if you have like different ailments there's a lot of um i'm blanking on the word but there's a lot of variations okay that you can do and you can use blocks and things like that and so there's a lot of times where i've been especially when i've been in class uh, I went to a class um, not that long before the pandemic where it was intended to be really um, a strength building class. Okay. Which is great, but I hadn't realized that. I had thought I was going to a different class <laughs> and I hadn't been doing a lot of yoga at that time. And I think it was a really hot day. And at one point I was just like, I, I cannot, like I'm supposed to keep holding this position, but I can't anymore. And I need to listen to my body and just like go down into child's pose for a little bit. And to me, the... the classes that I like, the ones that I call the good classes. Um, but the ones that work for me are the ones that are very accepting of like, yes, you know your body. Try right. something if you can, if it's going to hurt you physically, like we do not want to injure people. Right. You but, don't want to um, go to the no pain, no gain yoga classes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's very much where that's <laughs> no surprise to anybody who's ever listened to me <laughs> talk on this podcast. That's my approach to life. Um, but I really like that element of it. And like the video that I did yesterday there are a few things that were just like, yeah, this is going into more of a balanced pose than I'm there for today. And okay. so I'm just going to go down into child's pose okay. or just do some other stretches. I like what you suggested at one point. If you try to do yoga by yourself, you might wander away. And I think maybe that's the yoga I could finally get into is <laughs> distracted yoga. <laughs> where you see how long you can remember to keep doing yoga yeah. before you see something shiny. We can we can make that happen. <laughs> Distracted yoga. Okay, just real quick, what is hot yoga? Yeah, so this is a whole um, other type of yoga where you go and the, the room is really warm. Okay, and I've warm never, yoga. Yeah, like Toasty it's, yoga. It's hot. Like it's okay, like hot. 100 degrees in the room. Okay. And the idea is that you're already sweating, so then you can get an even deeper stretches and all this. And it's... It's got very much a following. Um, I believe there's also a whole thing that's come out about the founder of this being not a good person. So I never really followed it. I'm a person who, if it gets too hot, have a tendency to faint. And so doing yoga in the heat has never been appealing to me. Okay, so the entire, all of Los Angeles this coming weekend <laughs> is going to be doing hot yoga just by getting up to go use the bathroom because yep. it's going to be ridiculously <laughs> hot here. Okay, yeah. uh, excellent. Excellent. All sun salutations will have to be a form of hot yoga. Uh, you mentioned uh, the relationship between pandemic and yoga and that you had some thoughts about how yoga can be helpful. How, what has your relationship been? Has it been different with yoga in the pandemic? Mm, 
I tried to have it be different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think because I've been working from home about half, two thirds of the time uh, during this time, uh, I had that thought of like, at work, I mean, I I love work, but it's not really a place where I can just be like, okay, I'm going to take half my lunch break and do yoga. (laughs) Thanks everyone who's in my office with me. Like, you know, not right right now, but at that time, uh, it's not, it's not a thing that I could easily do at work. Right. And so, I, you know, for a while I was thinking like, oh, well, maybe I'll take half of my lunch break. And even if it's just 10 minutes of yoga, just do like a little bit of yoga every day or when I finish because I don't have to drive home, use that time to either go for a walk or do a yoga practice. And Nice. You know, some weeks I've done better than others. Um, some weeks it's been too hot or I've been distracted or I forgot or, you know had to heal yeah um so i would say i have done more yoga during this time and also uh but not as much as i intended to at the beginning okay not that i knew how long it was going to be i'm not a (laughs) a predictor of the future um but it's also been really interesting because i feel like a lot of people just in conversations that i've had with coworkers and with friends like especially kind of as people were at first here in california you know sent home safer at home unless you're an essential worker people needed a way to cope and a way to deal. And I think so a lot of people were trying like, okay, well, let me try meditation or let me try yoga and let me see if this will help me with some of the anxiety that the pandemic was creating. Yeah. So I think it's been really interesting how that has um, come out of this as well. And in in general, you you feel like for your own experience that doing yoga does calm people and center people. Uh, I, I can't speak to other people, but for myself, it does. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. Have you ever made a specific problem go away with yoga, either physically mm-hmm. or when you were something was bothering you on an emotional level? Have you ever like yoga to problem away? <laughs> I'm sh- honestly, I'm sure I have, but I can't think of specific problems that aren't, you know, as basic as like, oh, I had a, you know, really bad crick in my neck and I was pretty sure that if I went to yoga class, it would work itself out. And yeah. I've had that happen. Okay. Um, and I'm sure I've had what times where like something was really weighing on me and just the process of, and more in the time of going to yoga classes. Um, but actually probably even with doing videos at home, the process of getting further, um, getting far enough into a yoga practice that I'm not thinking about it, that now I'm thinking about the yoga practice and thinking about the breath. I'm thinking about the movements you know, maybe I'm thinking about what else is going on in the room, but it takes me out of my um, focus, my like very obsessive focus yeah. on a specific problem. So it's been good for me for that to just kind of have be able to step back. Nice. And you feel like you have a better perspective on the problem sometimes when you're done. Like you and I have been talking a lot about the various 10, 10, 10, the 10 minutes, yeah. 10 days. We, we always get the exact time wrong. But 10, 10 variations. minutes, 10 days, 10 years. <laughs> but trying to keep into perspective what is a frustrating problem right now, but it's not going to be a big deal or is not, you know, doesn't really make that big of a difference, but we're hung up on it. Yeah. Do you get those kinds of uh, help of like you did Yoda, yoga, Yoda. I knew I was going to say Yoda <laughs> at least once in this podcast. You did yoga. Uh, and you stepped away and then you had that perspective of like, oh, that thing I was really frustrated with. I don't need to be that frustrated with. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. That's great. Thanks, yoga. Not Yoda. Yoda can help with that too, <laughs> but also yoga. Do you have a favorite yoga position or movement or anything like that? 
I mean, I know you mm. like the old sun salutation, but is there anything else? Yeah, I would say there's there's a few, if I can choose a few. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so if I really need to kind of both ground myself and also kind of let myself take up space, I really like Warrior 2. <laughs> and I like that NES game too. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't, I, I will remember as soon as I'm done what the actual, you know, non-English name for it is. But so if I can describe it. Yeah, please describe Warrior 2. Yeah. So you're in a lunge. Yeah. For this one, we'll start with the left leg in front. Okay. So your left leg is in a lunge. Your knee is aligned over your ankle. Yeah. Not um, over your ankle, right? That's bad. Not in front of your ankle. Not in front of your ankle. But, but 90 directly degree. 90 degree. Okay. Yep. And your foot is, uh, your toes are pointed forward. And then your right leg is going to be in the lunge toward the back, but it's not uh, it's not uh, parallel with the floor like it would be like and say what we usually call like a runner stretch. Okay. Your foot is flat on the floor. Oh, geez. Your toes are going to be pointed out toward the right side. Oh, geez. And <laughs> your leg is straight. Okay. And um, you're really thinking about supporting your leg, uh-huh. um, your right leg, pulling up like on the inside of your right leg and the outer edge of your right leg right foot excuse me is really thinking about reaching down into the ground okay so you're on this base that's kind of it's spread out and then your arms are um reaching out to the sides okay but your torso is turned so one arm is reaching out in front of your left leg and the other arm is reaching up uh over your kind of where your right leg would would be okay (laughs) is um and it's just for me it's a really good pose to kind of center find full like here's all of my body because it's like a lot of poses are that i like are kind of quieter poses okay and this one is a quiet pose but it also energizes the arms and i think that's part of why i really like it so you are there and then you take some breaths just holding that pose okay and then you should do it to the other side as well like warrior two this time i'm centered yeah yeah okay but yeah i can see how that's a little bit more like I'm fascinated by how they do have moods like obviously like the sun salutation like I've seen you do where the the, the end where you sort of your head sort of dives down and then up yes as I'm going into cobra into cobra yeah so like in that to me like it has this mood of like a literal greeting right and then the warrior pose does have that energy of like I am reminding myself of all the strength in my body and my hands are reaching out is it like you know I have a right to you know make an impact on the world like the poses to me, in through my own interpretation, do have like these the incredibly different energies and, and moods. Oh, when translated to like other ways that we use our body to communicate ideas, yeah, to the world. Yeah. Oh, I I absolutely agree. And if I think of it, I will try to at least think of. It. If not, do like if I had a big presentation or something, I really should do some more year two ahead of time. And just like yes, <laughs> I was like to think of like sunlight streaming out through my. Okay. hands to really like give them energy oh nice do you think before big business meetings in executive washrooms there's a lot of people doing warrior two this should be <laughs> <laughs> okay so warrior two you said you wanted to list a couple so what was warrior two is a good one um happy baby <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> uh so here's one that honestly i i did as a stretch post dance class long before i knew it was actually a yoga pose and i was like awesome i could do this and it's a yoga pose too it's kind of a stretching pose and so you're laying on the floor and um on your back and you're you bring your um 
your legs up Mm -hmm. and your goal is to hold the outsides of your, your, your knees are bent and Mm -hmm. the goal is to hold the outsides of your feet with your hands. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of just like (laughs) wiggle around there. Like I always used to do it to kind of, um, uh, loosen my hip sockets. Like if I was doing a lot of ballet or something. And so, but I, I, it's can be such a great pose. <laughs> it's it and sounds great. It, so yeah. I had to throw that one out there. Right? Absolutely, Fully. warrior from warrior two to happy baby. Yeah, uh, this is just like you're outside <laughs> the movie theater with all of the different options for movies. Right, you could see warrior two or happy baby. <laughs> yeah, and then I also do like I can't leave out tree pose. Yes, Yes, yeah. tree pose is the. Uh, uh, let me see if I can describe it right. You yeah. so it's ba- you're bouncing on one leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other leg, uh, the foot is resting flat against the inside of the opposing leg. Right. Yep, that's the goal. And then your hands are clasped, uh, pressed together, with a lot of energy pointing upward. Right. Yeah, and there's a few different variations for where your hands are if they're. Um, you know, in front of your chest or if they're up above your head. Okay. Um, or if they're out to the sides. And that can be a good balancing as, you know, like moving your hands between the different positions. Okay, yeah. And we have a great photo that we took. Uh, I didn't know that your first yoga experience was in Edinburgh. We went up to Arthur's Seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you call Arthur's Seat a hill, a mountain? What, would you, what, what, what noun would you use for Arthur's Seat? Oh, yeah. It's a high place. It's a high place. A high place in Edinburgh. And took a picture, one of my favorite pictures of you, of doing the tree pose on yeah. top of Arthur's Seat. Yeah, And how that's perfect. even better now that I know that Edinburgh is where you started your journey Yeah, with yoga. I want to ask you about some stereotypes about yeah. yoga. I mean, there are many, but uh, so this is a joke that I've had in uh, stand-up sets that came out of actual lived experience so it might i might have had it might be unfair because i might have had a bad sample set but uh there was a period in my life where i would rent different rehearsal spaces and i would show up for rehearsal spaces this happened like literally three times so i'd rented a rehearsal space or somebody else had for some kind of uh theater play rehearsal uh or comedy rehearsal and we would have been double booked with yoga people or you know yoga people wouldn't quite be done mm-hmm. and they would always get extremely upset like I, I ha- i've had multiple people yell at me i have this space booked for yoga in like a very very tense way <laughs> very concerned they're gonna lose their yoga space and it always entertained me of like that person clearly needs this yoga right now to bring a sense of calm and peace to their life uh-huh. uh I realize that that could be a stereotype. How do you feel about the stereotype of like the frustrated person who desperately needs yoga? Oh, I've seen that person. I've okay. probably been that person. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've, I've, I mean, it's, I've seen that person. Okay. So you think it's a, it's a real I, thing I because we use, okay, we use, <laughs> uh, we, I don't use it. People use yoga mm-hmm. as a way to calm and center. So it might make sense that right before they do yoga, <laughs> They're not very calm and centered. Yeah, and they've been rushing to get there. And especially if it's a class, like it's not a thing you can easily just transfer to someplace else because you need space, you need a flat floor, um, you need it to not be too hot or too cold, depending on what kind of yoga you're doing. Yeah, I never want to be double booked with a yoga person. I want them to have their space and have their (laughs) needs met. Come on. Uh, so you brought this up in uh, in in our human non podcasted conversations. We're still humans here, uh, but I thought I wanted to follow up. I only have a vague memory of this, but you have said that I said it. You said that early in our relationship, you offered to use some sort of yoga flashcards to help me do yoga. 
And I apparently said that I would, <laughs> and that would have been around 15 years ago, and I have not. So what what did I say and why? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it was, so it was before, it was when we were first dating, and I was probably doing yoga or something or talking about doing yoga or going to yoga class. Yeah. You were telling me about a yoga class that was double booked with your rehearsal. <laughs> um, and I think we were talking about stretching and I was um, saying, was commenting that like, oh, because it was before I went to London. Yeah. Um, and so I was thinking that, oh, I would find you some kind of easy yoga stretches that you could do when I wasn't there because you seemed interested. I was. In stretching more okay. and finding you know kind of doing some yoga i don't know if you're actually interested or your new girlfriend was doing this <laughs> and so you're interested because you thought i would like it uh and i had offered to do that and then never quite found the right thing and then i think when i brought it up you're like no <laughs> i just didn't remember actually saying it i do remember being interested in it and I am not surprised that I expressed it. The flashcards. Yeah. The part was like, what? I don't remember yoga flashcards. Yeah. No, that sounds very, stressful like a test. Like, I be was, a happy baby now. <laughs> no, it was very much like, here. here's just like one thing. So you don't have to look through a book. But oh, you're just like, okay. here's the like, pose of the week. Oh, like, just when you can. Try to, just be, try a to be a warrior. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. No. And I, I, I joke around about it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think for me... I've not done yoga because uh, some some of it intimidates me because uh, I am not some of the poses are really difficult for me because my body doesn't stretch that way. So like I think Warrior 2 would be incredibly difficult for me um, to do physically. So there's some of that. But the, but the big picture thing for me is uh, yoga is like meditation or like, you know, starting every morning with a half an hour of reading a chapter of a book it's incredibly achievable but i have this specific thing where i get stressed out by making time for things that are supposed to calm me down because my main stress is not having enough time so i feel like if i get up and my to-do list is read a chapter of that book <laughs> do a happy baby it'll just be <laughs> it won't actually be productive because it stresses me that it's this thing that i have to do and i know that is not uh, rational uh, but uh, neither are most humans um and, I mean, you have taught me some stretches mm -hmm. that probably verge into yoga mm -hmm. that have become extremely helpful in the last few years and have really helped my posture and have helped me, uh, like, at times, like, for me, later at night works better. Because mm -hmm. I think I feel like I've already addressed all the challenges of the day. Everybody else is going <laughs> to, no one's going to email me <laughs> or send me a nasty tweet right now because everybody is, you know, for the most part asleep. Mm -hmm. and my time is really my time, then it's easier for me to do uh, things that are meant to be calming. You can do yoga at night. <laughs> I'm. How do I salute the moon? I'm probably the same way. Same way. Okay. Yeah. You do, you do mountain pose, which honestly is another one of my favorites. As simple as it is, it's just standing there, but energized and really feeling the ground, which is uh, clearly a big thing for me. <laughs> okay, so mountain pose mm -hmm. is standing there with energy. Yeah, so you really your hands are um, your palms are facing forward, and you're standing and really kind of taking a moment, being aware of your feet and kind of the four corners of your feet, wiggling your toes a little bit, feeling that connection with the ground, and also feeling the stacking of your body. Yeah, um, and to me, that's a great one for any time of day for just kind of checking in. Yeah, I, I, and I'm so just so you know, and just to share, I am um, 
more often yoga later in the day because then all of the bad habits of like sitting at desks and things or tension yeah. have crept in. So that's when I actually need yoga. So I usually do yoga later in the day. Yeah. Um, and I totally hear you about the morning thing because that's why I often I have intentions to do some salutations or stretching in the morning, but I don't do it every morning. Cause sometimes I'm just like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah. And I totally hear you about being intimidated to go to yoga class. I think we moved here and it took me what, two plus years to go to yoga class because I was intimidated about finding a studio that was kind of my approach and not too like lycra based and strength based and i mean balancing is a big thing for a lot of people who do yoga it's not a big thing for me i'm not opposed to it but it's i'm not good at it and i didn't want to go to a class where i was like okay and now we're gonna go into handstand and we're gonna go to this and now we're gonna go to this and i just like you know burst into tears and leave yeah like i am still intimidated every time i go to a new yoga class yeah i don't know if that helps or not but you know, I think this is one of those things where I'm going to enjoy having uh, lived with myself <laughs> for a long time and know that I really, really enjoy guidance and mentorship when I deeply trust the person. Yeah. And I know for myself it is a, um, uh, a sore spot for me when I don't trust a person who has this sort of leadership that they're not using it just to sort of um, enjoy having power over people, even as something as simple as a yoga class. And I, I am so sensitive to that. I take ownership of that. I'm not saying <laughs> most yoga classes are full of power hungry despots who are trying to use their great yoga power. But I just don't feel comfortable unless I really trust the person, especially something as vulnerable like as is yoga. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, 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 and trusting me that I know my body. Mm-hmm. And I've had bad experiences across many, many physical things from uh, stage combat to uh, sports, you know, when I was in you know, junior high and high school of people telling me that, yeah, just push yourself harder. And, you know, I have some physical injuries because I didn't because I let someone else tell me that it was OK to do uh, a thing that it wasn't OK for my body to do. Yes. And I think that's um, very, very, very valid. And I am not trying to tell you you should go to a yoga class. Well, I'm um, not going to during the pandemic. <laughs> Please don't. They're all closed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah. No, I just did want to comment on that, that yeah. I, I do understand. And I think, and I think that, I mean, to even, I think that is a big thing of it is because you do put so much trust in the teacher. So much of it to me is about finding the, a teacher that you feel like you trust. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because that, I think that's the thing too, is because like, it's not just physical it's not goal oriented like you need to learn these moves to do a dance. Mm-hmm. It is spiritual as well. So it's a, for me a real lot of trust of somebody like, yeah, anyway, I don't need to go on and on about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could do yoga with any fictional character or guided by any fictional character, who would you want to do yoga with? Oh my gosh. A fictional character. Oh. Wow, such a good question. So much pressure. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay, this is one who actually, uh, I believe she did do yoga. Um, fictional character. Uh, there's a series of mystery novels that are the Mrs. Polifax okay. mysteries. And she's uh, an older woman who becomes a spy. 
uh, not giving anything away. That's the first chapter of the first book. Uh, I would like to do yoga with Mrs. Palmax. Yeah, nice. Does she do yoga in the books? I believe she does. At nice. least like she starts to later on. She also does karate. <laughs> really like she'd be yeah. during the book she starts to learn karate well yeah she's, she's a spy yeah oh because she's a board no she's bored she got bored she's bored yeah yeah so she learned karate <laughs> she got tired of her geraniums <laughs> now i'm picturing her being able to uh, trim her geraniums with just the power <laughs> and the precision of her hand yeah doesn't she, she'd be fun to do yoga yeah. yeah i'm sure i could just google this and this exists on the internet but the you know i knew i was going to say yoda at least once for yoga because when i type yoga i always type it as yoda and have to correct it um but knowing that yoda yoda's little body is so flexible because jedi come on of course they do yoda they need to be flexible in uh, spirit and in body that's mm-hmm. you know one of their tenants uh <laughs> But what a great tribute to any body shape can do yoga to see uh, Yoda's Yoda do all the different poses. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I would Is love that, that there? I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure if I, yeah. I haven't Googled it today, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a whole, there's many videos, I'm sure. Yes. I know what I'm doing next. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm going to ask you uh, some help since are you questions, just a few, because we are trying to determine, obviously there's a part of your life that is, is very, very present. Uh, do you think about yoga every day? Many days, but not every day. Okay, but on the days you don't do it, you're not thinking, ooh, I should have made time for it. Um, no. Okay. No. Okay, interesting. If money and space were no object, how many yoga mats would you want to own? <laughs> um, three. Three. <laughs> That's not that many. What do you get out of different yoga mats? I've only ever owned one. I don't know. Okay. I'd like to, I think they make ones out of cork or some cork like material maybe it's recycled cork that'd be cool and if there's two then there's some things that are bigger than you can put two next to each other and have space Ooh, nice for you is your yoga mat that you've had forever and i've seen you roll it out a thousand times is it purely practical it's a tool or do you have like an emotional relationship with your yoga mat oh um it's for me it's honestly purely practical okay um we have carpeting but it's true for hardwood too uh it's because of the um material yeah you don't slide yeah like i can't really do a good downward dog on the carpet because i'll just slide right or you don't you don't want to do a rug burn salutation of any kind yeah on carpet okay but do but you like your yoga mat right yeah (laughs) okay but it's not a thing where you're like oh man i would love to collect yoga mats no okay no all right fair enough that answers one of my questions uh, would you want any merch that just says yoga, like a shower curtain or like a T-shirt or fridge magnet, anything that just that says, says yoga? Because mm-hmm. like just seeing the word makes you happy because it's something you like so much. Mm, no. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, if we ever got a pet of any kind, uh-huh. would you want to name it yoga? No. Why not? Um, Because then when I said like oh i'm gonna go do a yoga video <laughs> the pet would come running thinking that they were gonna get to go for a walk or get petted fair enough Yo- yoga would like, think it was yoga time for yoga uh, yeah unless yoga was trained to do yoga also <laughs> yes uh, well i'm really loving uh that that picture <laughs> uh this is so amazing i'm gonna ask you this question and you basically already answered it but i was gonna say if you saw a murder mystery book where the detective was also a yoga teacher <laughs> would you be excited to buy it Yes. Yes. But that's just because it's two things you love put together, right? Well, I mean, yeah. 
What if it was not the detective, but it was like a series of the yoga murders? Mm. Or would that be like, I don't want that negativity attached to something that's generally very positive. <laughs> there probably is that series out yeah. there. Um, I, I tend not to like that approach to series as much. Okay. I, I, what I like about it is a yoga teacher who's also um, the detective, right? Yeah. I, that to me indicates... Um, an interesting person and a well-rounded yeah. character. Okay. And I'm a very uh, character-driven reader. Okay. Nice. Nice. So this is, but this is much more about your taste in mystery books than telling us anything about your relationship with yoga. <laughs> I mean, I would enjoy it. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, it is. <laughs> would you do yoga with a large, angry bear? Yeah. Yeah, because the bear would become less angry, right? I mean, hopefully. Yeah, if the bear's mad because they booked that space for yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we would we would try some child's pose and I would see if he did it. And if it was still angry, I'd see if I could run away. Okay, fair enough. I, the bear could for sure do happy baby really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because bears are always touching their paws together, right? Yeah. And rolling around. And you can just picture it, can't much, you? Pretty much, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the, the rating and then we'll do the noise to sum up. So... Uh, I don't know if my how is this? Are you questions? They, they they weren't great diagnostic tools this time around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> they sometimes are. They're sometimes just comedy. Uh, but it seems like to me your relationship with yoga, which makes total sense, is simply doing it every once in a while, chatting with someone casually about it, knowing that they also uh, derive you know joy and happiness and centeredness from it. But it seems like it exists in your life in this very specific a just it is a form of exercise and mindfulness that you do but it but you don't need it in your life beyond that yeah yeah i think that's that's accurate um you know like i think it'd be fun sometime to go on like a yoga retreat or something like that that's a little bit more inclusive or yeah. inclusive. Uh, um, intensive that's the word <laughs> i would like it to also be an inclusive retreat <laughs> let me just make that clear <laughs> uh so where would you rate yourself then on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest? Where would you put yourself with your own personal feeling of how obsessed you are? Yeah, I mean, it's so like within my current level of obsession, mm -hmm. that I would rate fairly high, but I don't have any need or intent, any need for it to become a bigger part of my life or a bigger obsession. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like within the realm of what yoga is, I'm probably a three, but within like how big of a part does yoga play in my life? I'm probably like a seven. Yeah. So I kind of, I don't know. It's a hard one to rate. It is. What and would this, you say? Well, I think seven is very accurate. Uh, and, you know, I say this often, but the podcast has been, you know, an ongoing investigation of how we relate to that word and that idea of obsessed. And I think there are certain obsessions where people are like, yeah, I kind of can't stop thinking about it or I feel really compelled to reflect my obsession by getting other people involved or by writing essays or, you know, there are these things where it feels extremely forward moving. Like there's something about this topic that makes me want to put my foot on the gas. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that feels like obsessed, good, bad or otherwise obsessed. But then there are things like this that are like it is something that, that people like a lot, do a lot, but it fits into their lives at exactly the right amount. Mm -hmm. And it's more like the obsessed scale is almost more like the um, contentment scale. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, yeah. Which makes sense for something like yoga of like, yeah, the podcast is called Obsessed, but it's about stuff we like. Um, and you like yoga, but it fits in your life 
the right amount and you're content with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession and or contentment with yoga? Hmm. <laughs> That's a very contented noise uh, with a nice little hand pose as well. <laughs> we are going to move on to the plug-in section of the podcast. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sarah underscore Scrimshaw. Excellent. And do you on Twitter or Instagram follow yoga people, yoga communities? Oh, no, but I should. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to start. You just bumped up to an eight on the obsessed level, <laughs> just like that. Here's some quick plugs uh, for the show and myself, and then we'll do our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out that Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. Look for our Yoda doing yoga episode coming so- soon. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, and I think, you know, shows will come up again, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. A huge thanks to uh, everyone who has been supporting myself and the podcast on Patreon for many years. We've been doing, a, we did a little switch up uh, for several years now. The bonus for all patrons on Patreon is that you and I would record a bonus episode of Obsessed. Uh, but since we're recording all episodes of Obsessed now, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as much like a bonus episode, but just <laughs> more. Uh, so I wanted to do something different. So uh, starting this last month in August, the reward for all patrons is I'm doing a blog post to kind of catch up on some career stuff, some life stuff. And I'm also going to use it to try to write short little stories. In this first month, I wrote a little modern myth inspired uh, by some of our modern times. It's a kind of a mythic, creepy, weird, hopefully funny story as well called The Listener. So if you're interested in checking out The Listener uh, and becoming a patron uh, of myself and Obsessed, you can go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. All right, we're going to move on to our final questions. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you could transform into an object for a while, what object would you want to be? A tree. A tree. <laughs> then my new challenge is to come up with questions where your answer won't be a tree. Uh, but that makes perfect, perfect sense. Uh, a tree is alive. Oh, I'm it, sorry. Did you want something that's not alive? <laughs> uh, no, I, I was going to do a follow-up question. Okay. If it was an inanimate object uh, mm-hmm. that is not alive, for sure. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it has never been alive and, and therefore it cannot die. Uh-huh. And you could just be it for a little while. Like, you'd be sentient. You'd be aware. But you'd just be that thing for a while. Ooh. Like, you know, a table or, you know, a egg shaker. <laughs> um, I want to be a Yoda action figure. <laughs> That's out of the package. That's out of the package. Uh, understandable. Okay. So you want to be your Yoda action figure that <laughs> you bought and took out of the package. I think that's a, a fine answer. Would you rather be able to slow down or speed up time? Oh, wow. <sighs> that's a hard one, especially right now. I know. That's why oh, I asked it. Goodness. I mean, in general, I often feel like I don't have enough time, so the slowing down thing, but I, I'm going to say speed up. Speed up, right. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. we're in that place right now, not just with the pandemic, but also the election and many things that I feel like a lot of us are like, really, we're really engaged. Mm-hmm. In a in a way that I think as a large culture, we aren't always sometimes, you know, we can get locked into like what's going on in, in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that's all bad. I think that's natural. But I think we're so engaged on so many large <laughs> events and we're all like 
all right, we have already decided how we're going to act. We're already, we've uh, noted all of the concerns and all of the things that we feel must and should be done to move forward. Now, for the love of all that is holy and decent, can we just get to those times? Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is a, an understandable feeling of wanting to speed up. Yeah, if it were for a limited time, definitely. A, a limited up. time of speed up time. Yep. yep, yep, let's get to the different times right now. Uh, final question for everyone on the podcast, as always, is what is happiness? Mm, happiness is wiggling your toes and greeting the day. <laughs> Those two things add up together. It's a little equation. Those two things add up to happiness. Uh, thank you very much. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. All right. Would this be cool or totally distracting? Would you want a branded yoga mat with like a big picture of a character on it? Like Yoda or Wonder Woman <laughs> staring at you while you do yoga? Ooh, I would want one that had... I mean, it's two-sided because it's an object where uh, the same thing was not on both sides. Uh -huh. So some days I could use that as inspiration and some days I could flip it over and be like, today I just need the calm blue side. Okay, so it would just be empty. It wouldn't be like on one side Yoda's face and then the other side Yoda's back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be distracting. That would be distracting indeed.